Time is it? Girl, Girl time. time! Welcome to From Rushers with Love, your big time rush podcast. My name is Maggie. I'm Haley. I'm Ashton. And this week we watched Big Time Fans, which is episode two of season two of Big Time Rush, which aired on October 1st, 2010. Ten more days until the album comes out. Woo. Uh, it was written by Lazar Sarek and directed by Jonathan Judge, so you know it's going to be good. <laughs> Haley, did you also get that 3D Rugrats ad whenever you tried to watch the episode? Because I saw it like four times. I watched it in Firefox with Adblock, so no. Hell yeah. I was using the app like a noob. (laughs) It's okay. But yeah, I guess Dill is being born again, but now he's being born in 3D. And I'm like, I thought we did this 20 years ago, but like, I guess now well, he has they to be in three dimensions. They've been babies for 20 years. It's a, it's got to be a hard reboot. Everything on Paramount <laughs> Plus is a reboot. I don't think they're allowed to have original content. Um, so we watch Big Time Fans, which has a couple of meanings, because it's about. Yeah, I didn't um, oh. notice the double meaning until I was walking to my car after work today, and then I just, it really, really hit me, and I was, like, about to burst into tears, because I'm like, wow, that's really meaningful and deep. It was a long day. Um, <laughs> I I didn't realize it until Ashton said it just now. <laughs> well, I read it on the fandom wiki, so it's not that oh, okay. profound. Just, no, that's not, everything, everything there is profound. <laughs> Uh, it's true. actually too profound for me to have thought of. I had to get it from there. Um, so, Gustavo and Kelly gather the boys at Rock Records and just dump a bag of fan mail on them. Which is very exciting. They get their first fan mail, which... Well, I guess they did just do a, to- a concert tour. Still no album, though. Rip. Oh, wait, no, there is a new universe album. Never mind. Um, so Logan opens a letter, and it we, they don't say if it's addressed to him, but I just kind of assumed that it was. And then the letter says, <laughs> I love BTR, but mostly James. And if they wrote that to Logan, that's the funniest thing in the world. I hope <laughs> that's true. I don't think they were, I don't think they looked at who they were addressed to. I think they just opened them. Just I know, picked one and opened it. I just... <laughs> um, and then um. Logan goes, huh, she's wrong. Which is <laughs> a really funny response, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, man. Carlos opens one. It said, Logan, you're my favorite. Please enjoy this meatloaf. No, Logan says, meatloaf? <laughs> He's very excited about the meatloaf, which is fun. <laughs> and then Carlos then a makes later. up a second... P.S. <laughs> oh, I thought that was real. Right, so he says, P.S., please give it to Carlos. And then Logan gets really upset about it and, like, attacks him because he wants the meatloaf. But then Carlos, as he's going down, he's yelling, but you hate meatloaf. 
which is a really good like Logan Carlos rivalry moment. Oh, I like Logan really doesn't want this Saran wrapped meatloaf that came in the mail. He just doesn't want Carlos to have it. Until they started physically fighting, it was like virtually indistinguishable from how they are in like current interviews. (laughs) Really disconcerting. Um, in the scene, Carlos is also wearing a purple version of the sweatshirt that James wore in the Till I Forget About You music video. I don't know if it's supposed to be like the same sweatshirt, but it looks so similar, just purple. It is hard to be very different when it comes to sweatshirts. They bought it when they were fused. They bought it in bulk. Yeah. Boys are very excited. They're going to respond to their fan mail, and then they hear an air horn because they're not supposed to do that. Kelly and I forgot Gustavo's name for a second. Wow. Oh, man. Kelly and Gustavo roll up the blackboard. Have they done the black? I know Dax Zevon did the blackboard stuff when he was teaching them how to do a concert. Have Kelly and Gustavo pulled out the blackboard themselves to like teach them rules? Or is this like their first? Time? I think really it's just the first like opportunity. I don't know. I was expecting their advice to suck and be terrible, but it was actually, like, good advice. It's like, keep it short and sweet. Don't tell them any personal information. You know, just, you know. Be normal and don't. Be normal and (laughs) don't give specific advice. Don't encourage parasocial relationships. It's all advice that I wish the real life guys would take. Ooh. I feel like they just, they give the fans a little bit too much. And it gets, it blows up in their faces. Like, Logan sending out a picture of where his hotel room is. <laughs> um, and then a girl from, I I swear, I know we've seen her before, but I just totally forgot when. Um, she was in the pilot. In the pilot. Yes, she got kicked out. Of- they're dragging her out of the interview. Oh, yeah. And she was going to be the next Gwen Stefani. Um, so that girl, her name is Jenny, shows up. And she's like, I'm here because Carlos told me to come here and you guys have helped me be famous. And he, like, wrote down airline schedules and directions to Rock Records. Um, so I'm here now. And they're all like, ugh. Well, they <laughs> they fear her. Um, it's very important to me that her full name is said. Jenny Tinkler is a very fun name. Um, um, I did look up the actress just because I was like, I actually don't know anything about her. From, we've seen her twice at this point. Right. Um, so her name is Sammy J. Ren. She has a very limited acting career. She only has two other things on IMDb other than Big Time Rush. Mm-hmm. And it was really hard to find any information. But I actually found some covers she did on SoundCloud and an article about how she was like, they called her a busker. I had to look up that word. Oh, did yeah. not know what it meant. Yeah, I think it's just like when you sing on the street for yeah. tips. Um, but she was doing that in London and then was going to like audition for The Voice UK. I don't know if that happened. Um, but she's like really good and plays guitar. So you can find her on YouTube if you're interested. I don't know if she's British. Again, was not able to find information, but <laughs> that, would that was be, fun for her. That, she, I just, I want her to succeed. She's just really fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My other favorite thing about this scene is when Gustavo asks her which of these lads told her <laughs> that they're going to make her famous. <laughs> they went from dogs to lads so quickly. They did it. Um, I just want to highlight two of their reaction shots, which is um, Logan gives her a very half-hearted thumbs up, and James looks <laughs> angry. He looks like he wants to kill her. 
Well, like, she has almost killed him, it turns out. No, yeah, it's just, it, it made me afraid of James briefly, like, more so than usual. That's fair. Mm. Uh, Carlos runs away and hides in the kitchen, and they find him pretending to count some non-foam cups. <laughs> Continuity error. Well... Maybe they haven't started yet. Maybe that's, I mean, that's a timeline we're going to have to explore because we haven't gotten to the foam cup episode yet. We'll get to foam cups. <laughs> but the fact that they're not foam cups did make me upset. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kendall, when Kendall starts lecturing Carlos about making promises you can't keep, I'm just having like Mrs. Magazine's <laughs> Like they will never, ever, ever mow her lawn or shovel her driveway maybe that's why they sent sebastian so that he could mow her lawn and shovel the driveway oh i assumed it was just because they felt guilty and it's like this man and his limo will assuage our guilt that's actually makes more sense man can do a lawnmower i started laughing really hard when they mentioned jenny going all the way to chicago to see them it took okay. I Hush. literally had to spend like thirty seconds sitting there trying to figure out what they meant, <laughs> because I'm like, they're do they does Logan think they're in Chicago right now? <laughs> Did he like get confused and say Chicago instead of L.A. and then they didn't fix it? Um, I, then I realized it was probably on their tour where they stopped in Chicago. No, wait, they went to Minnesota, didn't they? Yeah, they but a... she couldn't make it to Minnesota. She went all the way to Chicago, or maybe she went to like a bunch of their <laughs> concerts. Maybe. But it also um, reminded me of in the season one finale episode, there's that um, moment where Gustavo screams really loud and then they we get the shot where it like zooms out from the globe into space because he yells so loud. <laughs> and the point it zooms out from is right off the coastline, or not, coast is probably ocean. Sure. It's, um, yeah, that, the shoreline of Chicago, like from like a it's like it zooms up from Chicago, so I'm like, in this universe, is Hollywood in, like, where Chicago is for us? I it got really I no. Got very well, he was in he was in Minnesota when that scream happened. Yeah, but it zoomed out. Oh God, I don't I don't we know can't. how their America works. We can't. <laughs> There's a lot of logistics in this episode that we can't think too hard about. Don't even get me started on their apartment in this one. <laughs> God, okay. We're gonna talk about it. It's fine. So, uh, Kendall gets a little Kendall about like teamwork and uh, making promises they can't keep, and um, he's just he's very Kendall about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. We get his halfway there speech music. They go back out to see Jenny, and she's trying to play the trombone, destroying things. I would argue she is playing it. Yeah. Yeah, she, um, so I, we were about to brush over um, when James says that when Jenny's around, bad things happen. Bad <laughs> things. Um, which is a line that I think about constantly. It's very same. Whenever I listen to James. Oxytocin by Billie Eilish, there's that one point where she says, bad things. And I think of James every time, but I'm like, even if I make that edit, no one is going to understand yeah. what's happening. Um, so, I mean, iconic. We just had to make sure that we acknowledge that. Otherwise, we're yes, not doing our job. Do. <laughs> <laughs> but then when they see her playing the trombone and being destructive, James goes, 
It's starting. <laughs> he has a lot of good deliveries. <laughs> um, so she like she plays the trombone so badly that it like breaks apart and uh, I don't know what trombone components are called. Um, uh, the slide and it does come off. So I it's it didn't break, but she did take it apart enthusiastically. She just does the everything with enthusiasm, and it like launches into the thermostat and breaks it off of the wall, and then uh, it breaks the air conditioning. So Gustavo tries to kill her with a bat. <laughs> Where did he get it? <laughs> Kelly has to stop him. Um, and then they all talk about, they all, there's this weird running gag where, like, people who are mad at Jenny but don't know her will call her, like, it and this. Yeah, at first that, like, really put me off, but then my brain decided, I'm like, oh, she has, um, she, it pronouns, and they're, <laughs> that's just her, her life, and it's normal. Um, so that's where I went with that one. That, that's a nicer thought. I thought... Yeah, I thought they were just, no, like, just calling her mean. a force of nature. Yeah. I like, um... No, that's definitely what was intended, but now she is officially she had pronouns yeah. to me so forever. Can't they, be disproven. Um, they're like, okay, fine, Jenny, we'll help you. And then she goes to hug them, and Kendall's like, stop it. Like, he's <laughs> talking... I <laughs> She's talking to his dog. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was wondering if Gustavo remembered her from her original Minnesota audition. Definitely not. Probably not. No. Yeah. He only remembers the dogs because he's forced to see them every day since. The lads. (laughs) Sorry, the lads. They've been upgraded. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the other thing I was thinking about is they said that they've been friends since pre-K, but in the pilot episode they said, isn't that Jenny Tingler from Homeroom? And it's weird if you've been friends with someone for like... I don't know how long, 10 years, and they and you're like, oh yeah, that's Jenny from Homeroom. Yeah. Don't be fooled by the rocks that I got. <laughs> also, um, Kendall and James didn't become friends until kindergarten, we find out later, when James is breaking up with Kendall and says, oh, so this whole thing since kindergarten has been a mistake. So did they meet Jenny before James and Kendall met each other? Maybe, like... Yeah, hey, wait. <laughs> Maybe they eat, like, they kind of met her at different times. Mm-hmm. And so whoever said we've been friends with her since pre-K, he met her in pre-K. Mm-hmm. And then somebody yeah, met her. Yeah, only knew her from homeroom. Like, maybe somebody had just met her for the first time somehow. <laughs> but... No. Yeah, but they're such like a friend unit that they're like, oh yeah, we've all known her since pre-K, yeah. and they just they forget that they that. don't <laughs> have the same experiences. <laughs> yes, okay, we solved it. I'm just saying all fuse, <laughs> not just James and Carlos. Uh, so James straight up leaves after that. Like he's just done. He will well, not because return. I don't blame him because. Jenny Tinkler has injured him personally in so many different instances. Um, one of which was that she broke his arm, which is where... Playing marble. <laughs> which is iconic. Uh, but that's where I, I learned the fun fact that James Maslow really has a scar on his arm um, from a hockey stunt in Big Time Photo Shoot. No! 
which I can't believe we didn't talk about in big time photo shoot, but um, when they're like <laughs> roughhousing in the beginning, Kendall pushed him too hard, <laughs> and he awful. landed like he banged into the counter, and he has a scar. Oh, it's so much. It's so many more injuries than I would be willing to undergo for the sake of this TV show. I know. <laughs> he want to be famous. <laughs> The paper cut that she gave him, which is the first paper cut in history to require surgery, is pretty um, historical and iconic. True. Yeah, she's and she's just lab partners. Something <laughs> happened to his hair, and um, that was the one that really scarred him. I think it was gone. I'm assuming his hair was gone. Yeah, yeah. Logan's like it took almost a year for it to grow back. That's so sad. What experiment were they doing? It doesn't matter. We can't. I mean, what, what were they doing at any point in this episode? <laughs> yeah. That yeah. I mean, okay. I, we haven't said it out loud yet, but I'm sure we're all thinking, like, superpower. So clear for her. Oh, absolutely. None of this could happen without, like, superhero magic. Oh, yeah. Somewhat of no, a curse. I but... have I have Naga Kendall written down. Ooh. Because <laughs> um, she is just very... <laughs> Sorry. This is going to sound r- rude. Um, she is just very genuine and likable and causes disaster <laughs> and bad luck everywhere she goes. Yes. Um, and does not have a friend unit. <laughs> uh, so Jenny is signing her lease at the Palmwoods and she's signing it herself. Uh, there's no adult present. Like they, she's prob- She's like the same age as them. They are minors. She's allowed to sign the lease. Um, and she does a, such a bad job that she stabs bitters in the hand with a pen. And, like, it's in his hands. It's extreme. Like forever, I Yeah, think. like an inch. I think it goes. <laughs> we see it in future scenes. It's still in his hands. Yeah, yeah. No, it's really bad. Really bad. I it's don't... like a um, firmly grasp it. Ooh. <laughs> uh, let's not dwell on that. I think. Uh, so, back at Rock Records, the broken air conditioner is making, like, a whistling noise. And they don't know how to fix it. And the super is on strike. Woo! Go strike. Proud of him. Yeah. Um, and Kelly's not a scab, so she's like, we're gonna fix it. <laughs> um, and then that made me wonder if Kelly is union. Ooh. There's no way. She she puts up Wait, with too much well, to be a union. Big time strike episode later. Oh, true. I don't think I think that would have come up. I don't eh, think we'll they get were there when we get there. I don't think they were unionized for that strike, but yeah, we'll get there. We'll get <laughs> She's there. definitely pro-union. Yes. Um, so she but I don't Gust- think that she personally is union. She hands Gustavo the largest wrench I've ever seen in my life. So he's like, I don't do wrench. That's <laughs> a good line. Um, but uh-oh, there's uh, the world's most destructive band, Death Smash, is renting out the studio. And they do not like the noise, and they're going to destroy things about it. Honestly, that's relatable. It's implied that the noise has been going on for a long time. I think I would also get a little angry. Mm-hmm. Maybe and also, a it's, nuts. it's on brand for them. Yeah. I, just I feel like for an excuse. Yeah, I feel like they were going to have to destroy stuff anyway for, like, authentic sound. I was on um, the IMDb page, and I found out that the lead singer's name um, in fiction is Johnny Trash. Incredible. Which I enjoy yeah. I do love that. Is it like, it's, no, like, it's like, like Johnny, Johnny Cash, but. It's like Johnny Cash <laughs> and evil. Johnny Rotten. <laughs> yes. 
Um, now we get introduced to James's subplot, where <laughs> he has a very tiny, like, version of himself, who is his biggest fan, who just approaches him at the pool while he's tanning. I have a lot of things to say about this little fan. <laughs> um, um, the f- okay, my first note was about how this kid walks up and says, I'm your biggest fan, and James says... I doubt that. Many of my fans are well over five feet. Like, James, what are you talking about? It was about? very Jet Stetson. <laughs> he Amelia Bedelia did. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's um, also, like, put off by the shortness. He's like, ew, a short person. I know. Like, he doesn't like he's hang never out met with... a child. He, he's roommates with a child. Like, he doesn't hang child. out with Logan. <laughs> So he, also, I don't think we ever get a name for this kid. We do not. On IMDb, it's LJ, which I assume stands for Little James. Yes. Yes, I think that's adorable. Um, also, he is played by Seth Dusky, who was the lead in Mars Needs Moms. Oh. Good. And he just, he does a bunch of character stuff and a lot of voice acting, like additional voices, so. He's doing well, seems. I really, for a second, thought he was Rico from Hannah Montana, but I knew he wasn't. <laughs> it's who they wanted him to invoke, I think. Yeah. Uh, so James is like, "Do you want me to? Do you want my autograph?" And he offers to sign some headshots. The headshots um, are futuristic postman and overeager haberdasher. Uh, so important to me. Very good. <laughs> Not as good as Confused Astronaut, which is all time. Nothing will ever be as good as Confused Astronaut. We do get a Confused Astronaut cameo. Yes. I was so happy about scenes. that. <laughs> I love you missed him. <laughs> but then he actually wants James to just like sign a random piece of paper in his notebook. And I don't know why he wouldn't want these headshots, but. He gets them anyway. Yeah. James does give them to him. <laughs> so then uh, James sends him on a fetch quest for... Well, first he tells him that in order to be as cool as James, his his whatever, it's 15% tan, 40% good attitude, 20% bad attitude, 50% imported hair products. Which is 125%. Yeah, the kid did the math really fast in his head. Which so. is why he Good can never him. be James. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait, no, you said you said all numbers that end in zeros. Fifteen is oh, the first sorry. one. I heard fifty. Ignore I, me. That I that happens a lot actually. Okay. I don't pronounce it clearly. <laughs> so I had the same conversation at work today. <laughs> so he goes away after James is like, I'll get a slow fat soy smoothies or lattes or something were you trying um, to get us to say that you bet it is because <laughs> that 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 is the line that came after the the percentages yeah so important it's catchphrase this episode's so james it, it, he's just peak in this yeah um, and then after the kid goes wait, away, wait Katie's can like, i say hey, like can i say what the kid says as he goes away because it's really important Absolutely. to me. He says, you got it, Mr. Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> Young Katie shows up. Katie is wearing a strange outfit. I could not stop 
staring at it. She's like, she has like. Look, it was Nickelodeon 2010. I don't know. Hundred percent. I know. It's just she's wearing like a floral tank top, and it has like kind of a low neck. So they gave her like a cami, I think, but and it goes really high up, and it has a straight neck, and it's plaid, and they just clash so much. She's bold, man. Yeah. But she's like, yeah, um, watch out for this kid because fans are wild. And like, she's like, she, she's proven before that she can see through weirdly too nice. Like, all I could think of was Molly. Mm-hmm. True, yeah. Is that her superpower? Ooh. Perception. Yeah. Which is why she's so good at scamming. Mm-hmm. And why she kept winning the poker games when she was, like, ten. Yeah. Ooh, I love that, actually. It's like, uh, she's got, like, the same power as Sean Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, James is, like, I, um, his comeback is just, like, to accuse Katie of having a crush on him. Um, which, which yeah. you think you'd... If they've known each other for so long, I feel like he would have used that much earlier. I think it's just that this kid, like, stroked his ego, and mm. now he's just, like, in a very egotistical headspace. He's like, yeah, all girls have a crush on me. Oh, I and that's just kind of where he's at this episode. Like, does, does he think the biggest fan child also has a crush on him? So, uh, I mean, I'm assuming there's heteronormativity, where he's like... People are either me or girls who have a crush <laughs> That's on me. That's true. Yeah. And those are the t- those are the two genders. Um, I so I was gonna save this for later, but I think this is a good time. Um, is it possible that little James is, is a evil traveler? mirror James? Oh my gosh! Because the last we knew of evil mirror James was when remember when the mirror was smashed in the bad luck one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, you know, eventually we just said, oh, the curse was broken. He did something with the four-leaf clover or whatever. He broke the curse. Um, But what if this is just a little piece of evil Mirror James that is still out in the universe and has been festering into, like, this little little boy who is, I mean, his goal is to become James he and take be- over reborn as normal james like there wasn't enough of him like his soul fragmented so he had to um become a child james right and like i assumed it was gonna be like a time travel thing where it's like current age mirror james has died but there's still like the previous iterations of him because mirror james has existed james his whole life so this child mirror james is still out there in the alternate universe maybe Time travel can get messy, especially with, <laughs> like, the, I feel like the timeline of this show is already so fragile. <laughs> I'm afraid to yeah. bring time travel into it. But I will, I will consider as okay, much as cool. it scares me. <laughs> On some level, <laughs> I ask. this child but, is just evil Mirror James. Right. And if it, he is evil Mirror James, he is influencing James. <gasps> Which would be why mm. he immediately goes to, oh, she got a crush on me, and becoming and he this. He knows all of James's weaknesses. Yeah. Ooh. I literally next to saying James claiming Katie has a crush on him is weird. I put we will unpack. <laughs> um, I knew we could do it, guys. We did it. Yeah. 
Um, all right, let's check on Jenny. Um, I know Kendall has a very James um, delivery here because they're like, oh, we'll help her get a singing job. And then Kendall's like, there's just one thing. Uh, she can't sing. Uh, however, James would say it. I know he wouldn't say it like that, but just trust me. <laughs> yes, Kendall was trying to be James because James isn't there. <laughs> um, we do get a fun little flashback to all of them in freshman choir, which is cute. I like that they all were in choir together. I'm sure that James talked them all into it. Yeah. And then Logan says something about Jenny being sent from Voltraz to destroy them or something. So I did look it up. <laughs> yeah. Did you get anything? Because I, I I think it's the name of like a Transformer, but I don't think it's that helps us. It's not a Transformer. It's Bionicle and it's a villain. Okay. It's an evil Bionicle. So it's not a location that she would have been sent from. No, 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 no. Like, Voltraz, the evil villain, sent her to destroy But then it would be sent by. Not necessarily. Yeah. No, it sounds like Logan's talking about, like, a planet. I I thought it was, like, a person. I honestly thought that it was, like, they didn't want to say Satan again. No, I think it's... the way I heard the first She would be sent by Voltraz if it was a guy. But Voltrez is a guy. <laughs> or a kind of Riesling, but I don't think that's what he's saying. <laughs> he used the wrong uh, preposition. Yeah. I also, if if it is the Bionicle villain, that means that Logan is in, like, a Bionicle phase right now, which I think is fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, see, I was going to say that uh, he had to say a weird thing because Camille is in this episode and she's really <laughs> normal. So Logan has to be yeah. weird. I like the idea of Logan just diving deep into Bionicle lore because there is so much Bionicle lore and there are so much, like, trivia. And I think that that is something that makes sense for Logan the character, which then extends to, like, he should also be into Transformers, I think. Yeah. (laughs) I I want him to just, like, anything with a lot of lore... That he can share a lot of fun facts about. He get he has like a phase where he's really into it, um, and maybe I'm projecting, but I think it's fine. I feel like this is a phase that would have like predated the show. But he's, yeah, or like, it happens yeah. like like a couple weeks at a time. He's like, I need to learn everything I can know about Bionicles, and then he moves on. Um. So, uh, apartment logistics. Oh god. <laughs> okay, well we've yeah. already we've already determined that that wall leads into another apartment. I've been saying it and I will continue saying it. And this is Are our proof. Really? Okay. I guess because it seems there there's like a mystery hallway that goes back. So I assume that went back there, but clearly not. Well, maybe I thought that was the one place where their bedrooms could be I was know. behind that wall, but I guess it's possible nope. that the apartments are like L-shaped and interlock, which is Ooh. weird and stupid. Yeah. But it's the only thing that makes sense. It's horrible. Yeah, absolutely yeah, terrible. So Jenny breaks through the wall, and apparently um, that happens whenever she tries to make toast. They love toast on this show. They think it's the funniest thing. It's Logan's They're right. favorite food. It's dry toast. <laughs> so it's also, this is the second episode in a row. Every episode of season two so far has talked about toast. Oh, man. I hope Ooh. that we continue our toast count. Yeah, if not, we yeah. can insert it ourselves. <laughs> yeah, it'll be good. Um, so 
She leaves and then Carlos is freaking out because she's going to kill them. And then Logan says, not if we kill her first. In the scariest <laughs> voice. I love pro-murder Logan because he can't die. So it's actually death really means nothing to understand him. what death is. <laughs> yeah, this is why Camille had to be normal. <laughs> um, and then Kendall is all Kendall about it. He's like, nobody's killing anyone. We made a promise to Jenny. We have to help her. Um, and then she... Um, is this when she breaks the floor? No, not yet. No, Bitter- this well, is... Doesn't- Bitters shows up and he says get rid of it yeah uh, <laughs> referring to jenny and then that's also when they find out that she started two fires and then a third fire happens at that moment yeah, she also... and no one has to evacuate the building i guess yeah, maybe they fine. did the first couple times and then it's like if we keep evacuating we're gonna be doing this all day um bitters is complaining about all the things that jenny has done and one of them is ruining his favorite pen which is still in his hand <laughs> but not his hand He's fine with that. <laughs> he doesn't care about that. If she just stabbed him it's with like a random pen, it would have been fine, but it was, it was his favorite his pen. Favorite. Um and when he talks about Jenny setting fires, Logan like mouths the word what? Like she can't even say it out loud. Um he looks really <laughs> distressed. And um Kendall lies again about how they never break promises. <laughs> And then we move back over to James. Yes, he's in the fitness center working out with little James. In front of all his heroes. And his heroes are Abraham Lincoln and Gandhi and David Hasselhoff. Like, I thought that would be pictures of himself, but... No, it's... Well, he wants to be... He wants to be humble. But there's no musicians up there. There's not... No, the Barracuda like... guy's not there. historically nice people and someone known for being good looking right that's Hasselhoff's thing also was in the Spongebob movie (laughs) (laughs) that's who he is to me (laughs) and then little James's heroes are the lumberjack uh, what was it sexy lumberjack Oh god, I can't believe I can't. The only one I remember the name of is Confused yeah, Astronaut. Yeah, Confused Astronaut, it's... Sexy Lumberjack, and... There's the Doctor, but I don't remember what the Doctor's deal was. Sexy Doctor? I think that was... Yeah, let's just go with it. I think yeah. that one was boring, and that's why I don't care about it, because it's not Confused Astronaut. <laughs> I love Confused Astronaut. What I thought was fun is that, like, in a later shot, you can see that, like, James's pictures that he taped on the wall are all like at eye height for him. Yeah. And then the <laughs> little James's are like way lower because they're at eye height for him yeah. on the wall. I thought that was cute. I um, did like that. Katie is randomly also there. Um, it's punching, on purpose. A punching bag. Yeah, she's afraid that <laughs> that James is gonna get kidnapped, <laughs> which she tells him. Um. Yeah. She's like. You're too trusting. Your fan's gonna knock you out with a frying pan and steal your identity. And so, okay, here's my theory. I think that so this is after the kid went out to go do something. I don't remember what. Um, I think the kid was still like near enough where he overheard this and he just took all of Katie's ideas. I don't think he had any. I like. I don't think he planned this at all. But because first of all, frying pans so specific. Yeah. Also, when he made James find the notebook. 
he didn't like have a place for him to sign. James just happened to sign at the bottom where then he could like forge the rest of it. What if James signs like the entire page, like really big or at the top, he wouldn't have been able to like make a letter out of it. So I think it's just like, was a coincidence. And this is where he got the idea. He's like, oh, actually that sounds great. I'll just be James. But he's evil. I, yeah. Like he's already, I mean, so was he James. He didn't have a plan <laughs> yet. Yeah. Okay. He, was... he didn't know he was evil yet. I mean, I think he knew he was evil. He just didn't know how he was going to be evil. He figured getting close was the best first choice, and then he'd okay, take yeah. an opportunity that came his way, a la Hawk, you know? That is very James, mm-hmm. actually. Um, the second yes. possibility is that uh, uh, Katie's superpower is actually, like, a Cassandra-like curse. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but I don't think it's enough to back that up, and I think that I, the notebook thing being a lack of foresight makes so much more sense mm-hmm. so so katie's like oh she's gonna steal your identity and then james says or your crush has gotten bigger on me and the syntax made me want to die that's not how that sentence should <laughs> <laughs> um and that's um, actually honestly why she punched him in the stomach I yeah think. she punches him in the stomach like um because she's my hero yes yeah, Girl she power. punches him halfway through a sentence, so he's saying, your words say no, but your eyes say, and then she punches him, and then the word that comes out next, Paramount Plus, had the caption say, Flavin? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what he was trying to say. Um, we'll never know. I just didn't know Flavin was a word. No, he just, he lost all language. <laughs> He'll be fine. Yeah. So, Kelly... Climbs into the duct with the wrench, and Gustavo's trying to feed her instructions, and she doesn't understand them, so um, he just tells her to hit things with the wrench, and it makes the whistling stop, but it makes the duct turn into a wind tunnel. The, the two of them trying to do any manual labor stresses me out so much. They, like, they're both very competent in non-manual things. Yeah. And... They need to stay in their lane because they're disasters. But he, the super was on strike. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Like, I don't, uh, there was no alternative. Just there's, the situation stresses me out every time. Anytime I'm either of them has a so... tool. <laughs> <laughs> like when they smashed um, Matthew McConaughey's mailbox. Yeah. That was just, so good. Yeah. But I'm truly still, I say this every time they go in the vents, but I love how much the show is obsessed with putting the characters in the vents. <laughs> the it's foresight fun. between this and leverage. Yeah, like, so much so many vents. So many vents. Oh, oh my goodness. Parker would love this show just because of the vents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when they managed okay, so Kelly hits stuff and then the air like reverses and now it's blowing out air aggressively. Like, it blows her across the room and through the door to Gustavo's office. And there's also like I, I didn't know whether to call them receipts or confetti. There's just a lot of paper coming out of the vents, and I don't really? know where the paper came the from. The song's not I'm called debris. Receipts Falling. <laughs> that would be a much better song, actually. It's about a call-out post. Ugh. <laughs> That's what it was always about. Oh, no. Uh, Deathmash comes back out, and they're pissed, and they're like, fix the air. Just fix it. Fix it. Fix it or there will be consequences. Yeah. Um, and then Gustavo's like, uh, we're gonna call a smart person. 
Um, so they. Well, he said we're gonna call someone who knows how to read manuals and fix fans. And my immediate thought was Buddha Bob. Yeah, but (laughs) but I guess they don't have his number. (laughs) Do they know him really? Maybe he's also striking. Oh yeah, because we don't see him. That'd be great. Yeah. All right, he's striking. Cool. So, um, they're gonna call a smart person, and the only smart person they know is Logan. Who is very excited to be called because that means that he is no longer responsible for Jenny Tinkler. They straight up steal him from Kendall's scheme and for for their own scheme. (laughs) He has no agency. He goes willingly. (laughs) I think he has a lot of agency here, actually. So Kendall is trying to tell Jenny that she should not be a singer. She should, um, because sometimes dreams change. Um, (laughs) Kendall and Carlos. (laughs) I'm sorry. Kendall and Carlos, like, put their fingertips together in unison in that moment, (laughs) and it killed me. (laughs) Like, Um, they rehearsed it. (laughs) So, Kendall's like, we wanted to be professional hockey players, but now we're singers. But, like, he's the only one who wanted to be a a professional hockey player. Like, so specifically, the other ones had very specific other goals. Yeah. Yeah. Two episodes ago, we went over this. She's like, no, it's okay. Oh, wait, it actually does fill in where it's like he forgets that they're individuals sometimes. Because <laughs> earlier they're like, oh yeah, we met in pre-K. Um, so he's like, yeah, we all wanted to be pro hockey players. Um, and Jenny's like, no, 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 I, I took singing lessons. I sound really good now. And then she does some runs and she sounds really good now. Um, and it's I so good. I love that she gets, to, she gets to be successful at something regardless of her curse. And I do appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. like, it's so not good. that she's a total disaster, it's just the clumsiness. She's so good that it triggers the famous instrumental. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna be famous. She's gonna be the one who's living the life. And they talk about it, and they're very excited, and they jump, and they hug. <laughs> and then they fall through the floor. Into, right, the, into lobby, the lobby. Which means the living room of 2J is confirmed directly above the lobby, and anything that goes against this is wrong. Yes. Well, okay, this does actually make sense, though, because their window looks right out over the pool, so I'm so glad that that actually fit together. Yeah, so I'm sure that something will go against it at some point because nobody cares about the apartment layout at all, but... Dude, just wait until we get to the secret passages that oh they build in the apartment. I'm gonna lose my mind. Alright, well, yeah, so they fall into the lobby and Bitters is eating french fries. Yes! Um, I always cheer. Yeah, I love when he eats French fries. So they find a flyer for a Canadian band that's, or a band that's looking for. I think it's just a guitarist. The guitarist looking for a female vocalist to tour Canada with. And Jenny Tinkler, (laughs) Jenny Tinkler has always wanted to go to Canada, and the guys have always wanted her to go to Canada. (laughs) She's from. That really kills me. I, she's so close to Canada. She's been to Canada. I guarantee it. But not all over Canada. She's probably just been like, like yeah, the like, way that we've been to like Niagara Falls and not much farther. At least um, I, I'm. I'm assuming we're all the same person. I've only been to Niagara Falls area. <laughs> uh, I went to Montreal. I've been to Toronto. That's my only, and Niagara Falls. And we will be returning to Toronto. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> so, we're gonna miss you so I'm much. I'm so jealous. Yeah. It's fine. It's it's. We'll get you a podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, they call the number on the flyer, and Kendall's like, 
hey, we heard you want a female vocalist. And the guy's like, you don't sound female, dude. And they're like, guitar dude? Which confirms that Kendall does not have guitar dude's number saved. Rude. They're just going to go on tour with guitar dude. Um, he, He bought a van. He saved for three years to get that van. And they get in the van and they drive away. And the van crashes off screen and immediately uh, guitar dude possibly dies i don't know if we see him again we'll see him again it's fine eventually yeah he'll be back um two things about that scene one uh does guitar dude have a parental guardian because the two of them just be 18 i guess yeah 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 but yeah that's true okay but Um, still he's still taking a minor across the board yeah Unless she also, unless she got held back like a year, and now she's because she was signing for herself. Yeah, right. But at the end of the episode, it's like, let's go ask your mom for permission. Well, they yeah. don't. They don't know. Which her is still life. a nice thing to do if someone's eighteen. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Um, the second thing is that so Guitardi's van, I guess, is reused for the van that Psychowitz drives in Victoria's. Good. So. um... I guess in universe it got fixed up and sold to a weird old man. <laughs> Rip. So Logan shows up at Rock Records and is like, "Do you have a new song for me?" Uh, and they don't. They just have a vent. A vent that needs fixing. And they get him a jumpsuit that says Logan. They just have that <laughs> ready to go. I feel like this has happened before. Oh, a hundred percent. Super strikes a lot. <laughs> uh, that's a really quick scene, James and. Little James are walking through the lobby in matching outfits, and they have these, like, Including terrible- a giant star belt. It makes me laugh, because it, the idea is that Little James has become James. But James doesn't wear that regularly. That's not a thing. Unless it's the evil mirror James is, like, influencing him. Corrupting him. Yeah. And that's why he's wearing things that he wouldn't normally wear. I do love um, the shot, at, like the scene comes in with, where it's playing the funky music and it was going. It's looking down at their shoes as they're like strutting, because we also got that same um, shot in Big Time, the one where James gets an allergic reaction to yes. the Cuda products, um, and he's dressed in that wild outfit. But yeah, it starts at the shoes and pans up. We also get it later in Big Time sneakers. With the very expensive sneakers yes. with him and Logan. It's just, it's, so it's I a, love the shoes shot. <laughs> yeah, that is a very James shot. <laughs> yes. So he's uh, teaching him how to be James, and at one point he tells him to take out a mirror, and he takes out a frying pan, and James is like, no, not a frying pan. And then uh, James' concussion count ticks up. <laughs> Hooray. Uh, Katie was right. <laughs> She's always right. Again, that's why I'm thinking that he stole the idea from her. Because yeah. it's too specific. Yeah. And then Kendall and Carlos go back to 2J and they immediately fall through the hole in the floor because they <laughs> forgot it's there. I love that they forgot about the hole. <laughs> like, why wouldn't they? It's so funny. I know, but it's huge. <laughs> like, you have to walk pretty far into the apartment before you get to it. Oh, man. And they both fell at the same time. So. Just, I, I love that. Yeah. Um, Bitters threatens to evict them if they can't get Jenny to leave. He does not threaten to evict Jenny. That doesn't come up. Um, I guess he's well. I think he's he was gonna to, yeah, like that was interface with her. Yeah, as well. But 
Kendall says you can't because we have that um that uh uh lease thing. Stuff. Which, very sixteen year old boy delivery. Yeah. Um, and then Bitters is like, I hired a lawyer to break your lease. Ha ha. And the actor who plays the lawyer is named Frank Drank, <laughs> which is an incredible name. Good. But the joke is that the big, tough-looking guy is the lawyer, and then the tiny, skinny, nerdy-looking guy is the thug, which is pretty good. <laughs> yes, I do like that joke. And then they have to go and tell Jenny that they can't help her anymore, and the Kendall speech music kicks in. It's a whole thing. <laughs> when you break a promise, um, you also break a heart. Well, he says that in response to Carlos saying, why does it feel like I've been slammed into the boards 19 times? Like, he doesn't know emotions, he only knows hockey. Yeah, well, well he's trying. I, no, I think he's trying to meet Kendall where he is. <laughs> yeah. He's trying to make Kendall realize what sadness yeah. is. <laughs> um, oh, it's very good. They tell Johnny that they can't help her anymore. She's very understanding, very appreciative of all the effort they've put in so far. Decides she's going to go back to Minnesota, goes back in the elevator. The firemen go after her because why? They're going to leave, yeah. but then they're like, actually, what's the point? Yeah, mm-hmm. which I think is fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, back at- and then this is when Camille shows up and <laughs> behind them, she's like, ooh, bumming, sadness, talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked bumming, sadness. Yeah. Um, also behind them, you can see the cork board. That had all the ads, and before where we saw the ad from Guitar Dude, where he needed a female vocalist, and now it says it's a guitarist looking for a van repairman. <laughs> That's fun. So he'll get it fixed. It'll be fine, and he's alive. Yeah, it'll be fine. Yes. Um. So Camille's like, you gotta get her an international agent who will find her a job in another country because there's such a high demand for American talent. And We're very entertaining people. I feel like no, but I don't know. Right, like this feels like a very specific joke that I don't get. Because <laughs> I'm like, well, it's not true. There's no way that's true. But Well, I mean, wasn't this in that period of time where like any international singer would just kind of hide their accent and Americanize it? Quite possibly. I feel like in, during this period of time, I remember having conversations with people about like, this is a British guy. Why is he getting rid of his accent and making it American? I feel like that's still happens like i didn't know kim petrus was german yeah so at least giving off the perception of like americanizing and maybe it's just like for tourists is this how joe ends up going to new zealand (laughs) i mean maybe there's a lot of layers to joe going to new zealand okay so it's not like this isn't foreshadowing yeah i think it's like a one episode joke yeah it doesn't matter we go to james yeah, he's um, imprisoned in the basement in a dog cage. <laughs> Little James is like, Hi, I made you sign a contract and a letter that lets me replace you in uh, Big Time Rush. And you're, it says you're going to Antarctica to save the caribou. And James is like, you can't take my place. I'm three feet taller than you. And Little James is like, I'm going to wear a lot of socks. Which is actually James very- is like. I taught you so well. That's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, that was joke. a very James response. <laughs> what did he teach him about socks? James also says they haven't uh, created a dog cage that can hold James <laughs> diamonds. Like, has this happened yes. before? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. 100%. I don't want to really know the details. Um, oh, I yeah, thought it was just like, it's just... James is so annoying that 
people. I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. No, he's just very confident. He's he's overconfident right now. It's still the lingering effects of evil Mira James. Okay. I like that better than him having broken out of a lot of donkeys. <laughs> yeah. They get a bunch of international agents to come over. And their logic is that it would be too dangerous to take Jenny to all of the different places, so they just get all of the agents to come to one location instead. I think they just wanted the scene to be over quicker. Yeah. Well, and they also needed to hospitalize every international agent in Hollywood so the stocks could crash. <laughs> yeah, true. A, she causes an explosion. Um, she's wearing bubble wrap. Um, and yes. the explosion hospitalizes all of the agents, but Kendall and Carlos and Camille and Jenny are fine. Yes. Mm. Katie runs into little James and asks where James is, and he says... Well, she look- says, <laughs> she says, tell me where James is, you little freak. <laughs> and then he says you're looking at him i hate it um, yeah. and then katie like it's not a vulcan nerve pinch but it's what i wrote down she like pinches his arm until he's like she's hey. already mapped out his weaknesses he's in the basement he's in a cage well first the kid says i have this letter that says that james went to antarctica to save the caribou and katie's like um there are no caribou in antarctica and i'm like james would not exactly know that either. <laughs> like She's right, but that doesn't really help the argument. Right. So she goes down and frees James and then uh, tricks him into signing a contract that will make her his manager when he goes solo. Or if you he need goes... to keep track of that. He's so stupid. Um, and the contract... Well, yes, he is so stupid. And also confirms that she doesn't and has never had a crush on him. He also takes the dog biscuits with him. He's got a problem. He went so quickly from needing, like, fat-free soy lattes <laughs> to just eating cheddar and and bacon dog biscuits. Yeah. He's... Maybe he's breaking the curse. Ooh. He's got to do some very un... Like, uneven merging. Yeah, he's got to... He's got to invoke Jarlos. Right. Which does culminate in the next scene. Yeah. Where he and Carlos eat the dog biscuits biscuits together perfect honestly i'm surprised it took this long for them to eat dog biscuits but yeah did i tell you about the time that my parents got like puppy oreos and my dad looked at the ingredients and said this is all stuff people eat and just started eating no. the dog oreos no are they good he said that they were good <laughs> but kendall and carlos got kicked out yeah and so did jenny i don't think they did i think just jenny did and they're just walking out with her yeah, I just, I, I want them to get kicked out of the palm woods many, many, many times. I just think it's more yes. fun that way. Um, So they tell her that she can crash at Rock Records. Um, Speaking of which, uh, Logan did a really bad job trying to fix the fan, so the Death Smash guy is going to try. Um, mm-hmm. So he gets sucked into the duct, and I really thought that was over... I thought it was over for him. I thought he was going to die. I also thought he was about to die. (laughs) That was such a big fear of mine as a child of, like, getting sucked into a fan. Oh, no. Which is, I think, why they had to specifically show, like, the route that he goes down the vents and then gets dumped into the dumpster so the children don't think that he's dead (laughs) and have nightmares forever. Yeah. Um, So the other two are like, oh, thank God we hated him. He made us um, destroy guitars and he made this one guy pretend to be... British. Uh, one of the Death Smash guys is American. But now they have to cancel their European tour. Tour. He says tour weird. 
I can't I can't replicate it, but he says it weird. Um, they need a new destructive lead singer to go to Europe with them. What is one gonna just fall from the sky? And then Jenny falls through the floor, through the ceiling. And the guys get down from wherever whatever floor they were on so quickly. <laughs> yeah. They foresaw this. Um so <laughs> she's fair. Gonna, she sings for them. And they love her voice, and she's going to join them and help them appeal to a younger demographic. And they go to get permission from her mom. Yeah. Which I do think is very cute. <laughs> I do love that they added it in, because I was thinking, like, these are just some middle-aged men. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think they're trying to show that, like, the lead singer was, like, the shitty one, and they're just some nice yeah. guys. <laughs> but they, yeah, he's, it's not like he's dead. They don't know that I he's know, dead they're in the just, dumpster. They've just decided they, they think dead. that he's dead. Yeah, <laughs> they thought he got sucked into so the fan and they're just moving on. <laughs> they don't check. Would you? Nah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I would want curiosity. And then they're like, all right, well, no, we're never going to promise anyone that again. And then another guy from high school. Well, well, really quick, Kendall says, looks like this story is wrapping up quite nicely. <laughs> <laughs> like, why would you say that out loud? It is yeah. That. <laughs> it's so dumb. And then it's it's another guy from high school that Carlos made the exact same promise to. Except he plays the tuba. He wants to be a famous jazz tuba player. Yeah, um, but he doesn't seem destructive so maybe it'll work out better for him it's just like at this point how many promises has he sent out that he can't rescind infinite (laughs) i mean it it probably takes him a long time to write all that stuff down right but before they got any fan mail so he was just sending these out apropos of nothing (laughs) he just wants to help people and he loves his friends and he has a lot of friends he's valid and then we end with the some tuba oh 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 oh's which are very good which also implies that this guy learned how to play big time rush by big time rush before he flew out to hollywood wouldn't you Um, he's like i guess i love that actually he's just he's also being supportive of his friends Exactly. He's so excited to be there with them and loves their music. Yeah. It's all very I think sweet. they should have more tuba in their music. They should. Yes. So that's the end of the episode. Um, I read the fan wiki and the only thing of note to me was under the goofs section where it said, in reality, Jenny would get arrested for all the damage she caused. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, don't, I, don't I don't think, think that's so. true. It was not on purpose. Right. Like, she didn't kill anyone. That we know Probably. Of. Like, that's the only thing where it's, like, involuntary manslaughter. Like, she didn't mean to do it, but it happened. But it's other than so that... so close to happening to Guitar Dude. Right. Yeah, if it wasn't for that one flyer, like... <laughs> right. But, like, other than that, it's just, like, she accidentally... She might get sued. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't think she'd go to jail. If... Man, we really gotta get a lawyer on here. If she went to jail, <laughs> then there would stop being jail. Yeah. Um. So that's it for me. I don't know if you guys found anything else interesting somewhere. Ted Garcia was there again. That was the newscaster. Oh yeah. He, he has to remind us that Americans are very interesting people or whatever. A very entertaining so again, they, people. It's the same line. Right. So they double down on the joke, which is just baffles me. It's just, fine. I, think I don't it's think just it was like, that deep. Ah, this was a this was a silly sentence to say. Let's say it again. <laughs> yeah. I think that's fun. 
Big Time Rush is not on Ted Garcia's IMDb. <laughs> Just a fear. lot of other newscaster roles. I are. love when people don't put Big Time I Rush know. on their IMDb. Like, it happens so often. Like, you can't pretend it didn't happen. We know. I want one of the actual guys to try to take it off their IMDb. <laughs> they would never. Mm, James might. James might. Well, next week we're going to talk about episode three, Big Time Girlfriends, which aired on the same day that the album came out. It's a big day. Yeah, it's a big time day. Big, 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 big <laughs> so day. I'm, I'm very excited. Yeah, in the meantime, if you want to follow us on social media, we'll have the links in our description. Um, most active, Haley's pretty active on Discord yes. and our Tumblr. We also have Twitter and Instagram. If you're listening to this, you're done with it. Thank you so much. Go listen to Another Life and give us your opinions. <laughs> Hi, Opal! If it's, if it's somehow not better than the Jonas Brothers album, I am not going to their concert because that was nothing to me. It was so bad. Don't listen to the album. I reviewed the album. Um, yes, check out Ashton's Substack. Yeah, my... Um, yes. I have a Substack where I write silly things it's trashed and gay i mean i'll just yes. link your Substack on our website and keep an eye out because she will be reviewing our big time road trip in july <laughs> yeah it's gonna be peak content hell yeah yeah that's it i think yeah opal came over with some things to say but she's <gasps> shy now oh no have we posted opal anywhere we should like um yeah she should be on. The, we should get her a little tree hat on the Instagram. I, I have her. I have a picture of her in a bandana. Good. A tree well, hat would I make me cry. <laughs> My pants are cold. Okay. Yes, because now I'm thinking about Opal in a tree hat, and I'm. Girl, <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.